Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Soso, in case you ain't know so. And welcome back to another episode of Sports with Soso. We hit you guys off with the big news on Monday. Now streaming on all big platforms. That's right. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. And we're also on Spotify. So make sure you're hitting that like button, that subscribe button, that follow button. Click those five stars and give us those reviews if you're enjoying the show. This week, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. We got the Miami Heat continuing their rocky start. We catch up with the NFL playoffs and the matchups for the divisional round. And we also hit up that topic that everybody's been talking about. That quarterback position for the Dolphins. Is it Tua? Could it be Watson? We don't know. But you'll hear us discuss it coming up next. Let's go. We're back. Yes, sir. Heat day. We tried doing it the other way. It didn't work. Nope. He took a L anyway. So here we are recording. Heat up. Are actually down right now to Philadelphia. Two minutes, three minutes left. Yep. It's Thursday, January 14th. Uh, this is the second game that we play against Philly this week. They uh, bested us the, the last game. And Bede went, and Danny Green went off. And Bede especially. And Bede had a really good game, but you could tell why he's the uh, uh, usually a candidate for MVP. And when he's healthy, he's one of the nastiest centers in the game. You know, just point blank, yeah. period. You know, he can do everything. Uh, but if we're going to do the Heat thing, you know, let's start off right. We had that loss the last time we were recording. We lost to Boston 107-105, you know, literally in the last minute of the game um, by a guy named Pritchard. Who? Exactly, man. How do you lose to a guy named Pritchard? Who? You know, had a big offensive <laughs> rebound. His second of the game, actually, and he gets the shot uh, and makes it, you know, with a couple of seconds left. And the Heat, on a game that they had pretty much controlled right. the throughout the second half, you know, you know, Boston started off really hot, but we found our way back into the game by halftime. And when we came out in the third quarter, we really blew up. You know, we ended up scoring. I was scoring about like 12 or something like that. Butler had a really good game. Duncan did his thing. Bam did his thing. Had a double double, and it was just whack to to kind of take a L to a team like that that we know we're gonna end up battling, you know, at some point right. later on when the games actually mean something, and lose that game, at, especially at home. And that shit sucked. It was rough, but it's all right. We bounced back because then right after that we had that game against Washington where we jumped out and really put some points on them, and we were able to win that game at one twenty eight, one twenty four. Hero. Freaking blew up. He's balling right now. He's, Man. he's he's making plays out out there, game in and game out, bro. I, right now, we were as, as we said, we're watching the game right now, and he's he's going off. Yeah, bro. And, and even in that game, he had thirty one points, shot twelve of twenty from the field. You know, didn't really shoot that well from the three. Only had one, but he made six of eight from free throws and with nine rebounds. So. He really balled out that mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. And even Jimmy, man, Jimmy balled out that game too. He was one assist shy of a triple-double. He ended up with 26 points and 10 rebounds and nine assists. But he was, again, efficient as always, 10 of 18 from the line, 6 of 6 from the from the stripe, and really doing things that help us win games, you yeah. know, especially tight games. Because, believe it or not, Washington is a talented team. Forget what their record says. Right? right. It's still early for them. They're still trying to figure it out, right? You know, they got stupid superstar talent. Mind you, they were without Bradley Beal that game, and they were without Russell Westbrook that game. Mm-hmm. And they still put up, you know, a good yeah, amount of points. And they gave us a fight because they're literally fighting for every game because they know that they, that they should be playing better. 
So it makes it tough to beat them, right? Especially yeah. at this stage. But Not to mention, we got a shorter season too because of COVID. I mean, yeah, we don't. We, you know, we're in January already. You know, normally yeah. we, they would already have two months of, of gameplay under their belt and already have a feel. But now they're getting you know started in January, so it makes it tougher. And when you think about it too, like our if you look at our road record, it wasn't that great to begin with. You know, we had really struggled hardcore on the road, yeah. um, finding getting ugly losses, losing by 10, 12 points and shit that we're not accustomed to seeing because we usually play really well on the road. Um, and to see this team kind of like scrap it out gave me confidence going into our next series of games where we had that game against Boston and we had two more coming up against Philadelphia where I was like, okay, let's get this win out the way mm -hmm. and we can kind of build off of this momentum and carry it into the next games and see what we really get from there. Yeah, but that didn't get to happen because we didn't get to play Boston that, that game on Sunday. That sh shit is really weird how it's affecting the NBA. It's all hush-hush too. I mean, I mean, it's, who, who knows, you know, because A, they're not naming the players that are getting affected, right? They're just saying that um, pretty much so-and-so is under safety protocols mostly due to COVID. And, you know, we hear reports about other teams where players are outside of, like, the atmosphere. They're outside in the clubs and they're at base on parties. And yeah, they're like Kyrie's being investigated right now. He's exactly. not even able to play. But it's all – it's it's uh, they're all going after, like, the contact tracing too. So it's, like, speculative. You know, like, if you don't have it but you were with somebody that clearly had right. it or whatever, you know, then they're they're just ruling you out altogether. And we yeah. were – you know, we just had no game on Sunday. It was it sucked. It, it big time sucked. And, you know, I, I'm okay with missing a game if that's the case because then we can look at it and say, okay, let's find another spot in the schedule where it makes sense and we'll play the game back, right? Right. What I don't like is what happened the game after that where we have a bunch of players that wouldn't have been eligible to play against Boston, right? We end up going into a game against Philadelphia shorthanded. How many how many players did we actually have on deck that day? Six players, man. It's six ridiculous. players. It's, it was ridiculous. And we still like we almost had that. We almost had that game against Philly. We did have the game. And we it's should've. and it's something that you and I have spoken about at length when it comes to the heat and it and it deals with their issues in height and rebounding. You know, we give up a lot of offensive rebounds and most of the times it's had a time where it costs us the most, 100%. right? Where we're up or a team gets to be up after a tight game and they hit a three or a big shot. Something happens where we give up an offensive well, rebound at the wrong going time. Going back to Pritchard, I mean, that was what got him that, that lay-in game winner right there. It was the fact that we were so stacked on the other side and, and he just came in the lane. Nobody was boxing out and was able to put it back in. And we just we're, – we're missing the fundamentals right now at, at, like, the most crucial times, and that's what's killing us, especially in these early games. We need to get some of these road wins early. Yeah, man. And, again, when we look at how we can be successful – you and I spoke about it when we were talking about the Heat and their free agent acquisitions. I told you then, I'll, I'll say it again, that the, the Heat desperately needs some size down low where they can not have to rely on Bam or Hero or one of the other undersized guys to get a rebound and really, you know, lock down the game for us. We need a big man in the center who who can play that role night in, night out. Yeah, a guy like Joel Embiid who dominated us. Dominated. 45 points, man. The guy killed us, bro. When he plays like that, that's that. those are the times where I'm like, damn, we need to make a move to get Embiid to Miami. 
And, you know, like when he's crying and like he's on social media and we're trolling people, like I'm like, whatever, because he's not our guy. Maybe if he was our guy, I would eat that shit up. For sure. But for now, I'm like, I don't want to see that. Just ball out. And when he balls out like the way he did, he was he was hurting towards the end of that game, too, because I think they were shorthanded, too, and he had played a lot of minutes. And, bro, he just kept coming. And he kept coming and getting rebounds. And he, he has that little shot that he has from the outside, too. That he's wet, man. So... He, he every time I see him go off like that, I'm like, we need to get Joel Embiid for that that size and that ability that he has. That guy would go great with us, bro. Yeah, for sure, right? It would be a really a dream come true to yeah. have a player like him. You know, not necessarily him, but a, again, a big man who who is athletic, can dribble, can hit the three, can shoot from anywhere, can post up, and you know, and is really mobile. Yeah, it's versatile. Those shit, those type of guys don't come around every so often, nah. you know. So I, it would be really hard pressed to see. Philadelphia let this guy go like that yeah, so that's easily, their, right? that's their mainstay right now. But for us, as Heat fans, you got to look at the opposite of that game, especially and what Tyler, Tyler Hero is doing right now at the moment, what he did in that game specifically, going basket for basket for a guy against a guy like Embiid, yeah. right, who's going to be able to, you know, put his implant on the game and say, well, this is how I can affect the game and let me take over this way. Right. Hero did that for the Heat, and it was really dope to see that. And I'm glad that we didn't trade this guy or that he's being mentioned in those rumors because that just knows other teams like are alert as to the talent that we have in this guy, man. It's nasty. Yeah. Tyler Hero, A, he's playing big right now. He's taking control, like you said, and he's not a center. He's not a big man to be able to do that, you know, which is always a lot tougher. Right. And B, he's not a seasoned vet. I would almost call Embiid a seasoned vet already because he's been in the league for a while. Yeah. This is Tyler's second year. So he, the fact that he's the fact that he's doing that now, it's I mean, I, I'm loving the kid. I'm, I'm glad that that's what we're building around is Tyler. Yeah, for sure. And even with the James Harden news, right, and mm-hmm. him getting moved and the four, fourteen trade, you we we were able to see what people were asking the heat for you know they why first ridiculous. first name I'm on so that list was that. yeah i'm glad we didn't right the first name on that list tyler hero of second course. name on that list duncan robinson and you're like whoa 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 you know yeah. i'm willing to part with one of these guys because if that's what it's going to take to take a superstar talent right and bring them down to miami okay you gotta you gotta give something up in order to get something in return but you're not going to give up both of those guys yeah. for anybody really right now if you're the heat because you see what you have in those two guys say what you want about duncan Um, maybe duncan's not a franchise player but for what he's getting paid and what we got him for and what we invested shit we we got like an amazing player on our hands and we're gonna be able to exploit that and when we need to exploit it right and and really get our value back with hero he really is a franchise player because franchises want him, right? If you want to build around the young star, he's not a really bad option to if you're another team besides the Heat. For us as fans, I really think we got to appreciate what he's doing right now and what we got in that kid and just watch him as we watch Wade. Not to say that Hero is going to be Wade, but if he's putting up 30-point games and 10-plus rebounds and really you know, handling the rock, making big plays as the as the clock goes down. When you expect somebody else to do it, like Jimmy or Bam or even Drogic, right? And and it's Tyler Hero. You're like, damn, bro. I'm glad we're not getting rid of this guy and we're keeping him here where he needs to be with us. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he's a he's a big part of the, of of our team right now, man. And like you said, we just need to 
add pieces around him now. That's that's what we need. That's the biggest thing that's going to impact his career is getting him the next big piece that's going to take him over the top. For me, I really think Pat's on the cusp of that, right? There's a lot of talk about Victor Oladipo still wanting to come to Miami, really adamant about that. Um, he's yeah, going to he be got, a free he was a part agent next trade. year. Well, he was right? a part of that trade. And he was a part of that trade, trade. So now he's over in Houston. And I get it. Some people were mad because it's like, damn, Pat, you knew he was available. Shit, why don't you, you know, make a phone call and be like, you know, do some Pat Riley things. For Pat, I think it just makes more sense to go after him in the free se- in the offseason. Free agency. Yeah, well, we don't really have to give anything up to get him. Right. And if we can just say, all right, bro, here's the Miami Heat book. This is our plan. This is how we win championships and how you can actually win one before you go somewhere else and win one. Right? And... That's going to be very appealing to him and him wanting to be here just makes it that much easier. If we don't have to give anything up to get him, granted, it would suck to not get him this season. And knowing that he was available or could have been traded to us makes it a little bit harder to swallow. But ultimately, it'll be for the better good, you know, Mm -hmm. and it'll allow Pat Riley more flexibility with the other players that we can trade. You know, down the line, because we don't trade that prime piece in order to get a player that we want. Yeah, I mean, well, Jimmy, we got Jimmy off of free agency, right? That wasn't a well, was that he, a trade. He, that wasn't a trade. It that was, was a trade because they signed them. It was like a sign and trade type thing. Okay, so that that way they went and lose on, out on something like that. But typically, it cost I mean, us that's, a pick or something like that. It was like a second round pick. But normally, that's where we make our move is is the free agency. So. I mean, I don't I, like unless something something crazy happens right now. I don't see us adding anybody to our current roster. You know, I think we have all the pieces. They're trying to make it work. You know, around COVID, around whatever the hell's going on, and and just m- make sure that those guys are. How can I put this? They're 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 all going back to where they were when they were reaching the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like that, just back to that point, right? Everybody needs to get back to that firing on all fucking cylinders. Right. right. So that's where what we're you're, not Where you're right a now. constant threat year in, year out to go into that Eastern Conference final and be the dominant team and have other teams look at you on the schedule or even in the playoffs and be like, all right, that's the, the Miami Heat team we want to avoid at all costs. Yeah. Right? That's the level that we're trying to get back to. Are we close? Without a fucking 100%, doubt. I th- absolutely. Without a fucking doubt. But it's always going to hurt us to get a slow start like this because then teams are going to get it in their mind like, man, man, you can beat these guys. These guys, you know, they're they're not the guys we need to worry about anymore. And that's not what I want. I understand <laughs> I know that. I like when we're an underdog, you know, in big games and stuff like that, but I want people to put respect on our name. No, for sure. And we want that respect, right? But we got to do it consistently. And I trust in Spo. Because I told you before, he's going to play with the lineup in, in the first half of the season. We're going to find a good, consistent lineup where we're all right. These are our starters. We're going to play so-and-so X amount of minutes. We're going to use Precious like this. We're going to combine Bam and Kelly in these quarters or whatever. He's going to use that first half of the season. Then once we get the ball rolling, we'll be able to kick more into that. All right, let's get W's and get a good win streak going where we're winning 6-8 nine games in a row you know yeah tonight's not a really good start we're down 73 58 at the half 73 they put up 73 on us at the half yeah but they're shooting way better than we are at the moment we just haven't caught fire my man duncan's gonna light it up dude danny green went off the first game he do you see he almost had 10 he almost had double digit three pointers he had yeah nine bro of them. and he was the one who got the offensive rebound yeah, he was that, very that was able to get that pass to a guy named 
Man, I hate even saying weird names, but nobody's ever gonna care. No, his last name is like Matthias. He has oh yeah, like Ma- Matthias. Matthias, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. who's a heat killer. If you look at one his guys, stats yeah. against the Heat, he's like he's, a Boris DL. He's one of those guys that he hits shots, and you're like, who the f is this guy <laughs> hitting these shots against us? And that shit kind of killed us, you know. Not as bad as some of those teams died on the playoffs in the NFL. Dude, crazy games this weekend. Wildcard weekend was sick. But I was on point with four out of my six you, you picks. Did, you did better than me. I'm not going to lie. I was did. on point you, for you four did. out of my the six main, picks. The main one was that Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, Yes, man. sir. Oh, Shout out to the Cleveland Dogs. Dog pound. Dog pound. Y'all, y'all earned that shit, make, yeah, man. making me look good on a Sunday. Your boy Baker, man. Your boy Baker, did uh, he did his thing. Well, I told you, bro. I, I really expected him to play well yeah. because he, he had good momentum going into the game as opposed to the Steelers. They didn't really have that strong momentum going into yeah, the Yeah, they started 11 and, and 11-0, and 0, and then they ended up going 1-5 over the last five games, including this loss down to the Browns. And in order to succeed in the playoffs, you need to be a hot team. Yeah, you got to right? be hot. It doesn't matter how you start – it's the opposite. You gotta you, you gotta, gotta be, be hot, hot going, into going into the playoffs because yeah. that's what makes you the most dangerous. So Cleveland was definitely the hotter team when it comes to those two guys, and it was just made sense to me to be like, you know what? Why not pick Cleveland, who's hot right now? They're a dog going into a fight. If they get some type of good start, they're gonna be able to capitalize it, and that's exactly what happened in the game. First play, hike over the head. You know, Pittsburgh has a turnover. Now, next thing you know, four touchdowns later. What just happened? Four, first quarter is <laughs> over. First quarter is over. And, and the Browns are up 28 zip. Four scores. Like, what just happened? You know, that's how quickly it goes uh, when, Steelers, when you're the hot team. The Steelers actually started to come back, man. It actually started to turn into a good game after yep. uh, after Juju got off of TikTok. And they started scoring. He had a touchdown. <laughs> and Chase Claypool had a touchdown. They started doing their thing. But... Then it ended up, you know, Cleveland showed out, you know, why they were there. Then they were answering, all right, you know, you want to get back in this game now? All right, now we're going to play. And then they kept going back and forth and ultimately came up with W. So that was a good game. It was a good game, man. And and really the defense came came up to, to the level that they needed to play against Big Ben. And they forced him into that turnover at the end where he had that tipped interception and it was over. They actually made him cry, <laughs> which was pretty funny to see because I was like, damn, you, you know, it's not that serious, my man. I get you. You wanted to win and you know you're going to come back next season. Uh, but Well, maybe not. Eh. Maybe not, man. You never know. You never know. You never know. That could be a reason why. And that could be a a real reason why, right? Because he's contemplating retirement. At least he's thinking about it at the very least. But you could tell that it did mean something to him. And it was funny to have Cleveland, who was, again, the underdog. Yeah. People didn't pick them. Division rival. Division rival. They had just beaten Pittsburgh to get into the playoffs. Right. So then, again, for nobody to give them any love, Steelers just saying, ah, it's the Browns being the Browns. We're going to kick their ass. Then you have Baker running off the field saying, hey, it's the Browns being the Browns. That shit was pretty meaningful. You know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other upset that we saw was the Ravens beating Tennessee at home. I feel so stupid for this one. And we had that going Tennessee. I don't don't know why I took Ryan Tannehill and the the bum Tennessee Titans when Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP, and the powerhouse that is the Ravens defense was just sitting there saying, dude, are you serious? You're going to take the freaking Titans right now? And I was like, yeah. I'm going to take the Titans right now. I mean, I felt the same way, right? I, I took the Titans because I felt like they were the better team, right? And and damn it, bro, they weren't the hottest team between those two teams, right? Baltimore definitely had more momentum going into the playoffs because they were playing for the football lives. For Tennessee, I just don't think they were able to get anything 
offensively going because they struggle so much with with Henry. You know, they fed him enough. I, I had over 20 carries, but didn't have the yardage to back it up. I, I, they held him under 100 yards. Under 70 yards. Under 70, 70 yards. I think it was like 60-something that he ended up with. And they, and they don't win games ever when when he has less than 100 yards. No, you, you can't win a football game like that when you're stud running back that that's coming off a 2,000-yard season. You can't put up more than 70 yards on the ground. Yep. And it's it was rough. That's and, rough. And because, again, we know that the Titans Titans were definitely relying that as a huge part of their offense because it opened so much – um, for them down the field for Tanny to throw. Now, if you leave it into Tanny's hands, as we've seen down here at Dolphins oh, fans, more than often Tanny is going to Tanny and he's going to throw an inc- inconvenience pass, yep. you know, and it's going to get tipped at the line or it's going to go over somebody's head and it's going to get picked off. Lo and behold, same thing happens. He throws a pass, gets tipped, right into somebody else's hands, game's over. You know, and it was kind of whack. And funny at the same time to see after that interception, everybody run to the sideline. The whole defensive unit came out for the Baltimore Ravens and started like dancing and, you know, shit talking on the Tennessee Titans logo. And I was like, damn, man, that beef is real because a couple of weeks earlier, Tennessee was dancing on Baltimore's home field, you know, on their logo and saying, you know, we just kicked y'all ass. So they got the revenge. They got the revenge. And game not to out mention the way. too, I mean, the, the the Titans were the ones that knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year. So they got you know first playoff game this year. They get the they get the win. They get to advance now. So I mean, congrats to the Ravens, man. The Ravens have a really good team. You can't you can't ever take that uh, under, away. Underestimate Harbaugh and that team, man, because he you know he he always puts a good team year in and year out. So yeah. they got a they got a good next matchup coming up too. Yeah, we know Lamar is dangerous, right? Whenever he gets his feet going, he's gonna be dangerous. He had 16 carries for 136 yards with a touchdown. That's that's pretty dangerous. And if he can keep that stuff up. It's it's hard to stop Baltimore. Yeah, when you're doing that, and especially in chunks, you're just moving the chains. You're getting ten yards, and you know, getting that first down, and just moving the, you know, just controlling the clock and moving the ball. I mean, forget about it, bro. You, you just bet the house on that all day. The other game that we both picked wrong was that Seattle game, which was crazy because the game started with the backup of the of off starting. He gets knocked out. It was it was the weirdest game. And it was kind of a weird hit that kind of So give a little context though. Give a little context. So Jared Goff goes into that game with a with a, a finger dislocated. That he broke against the Seahawks. The, for the, in the divisional game. Correct. He went to win the division. Correct. So he the, broke the Seahawks it. end up winning that game. Yes. He breaks his finger and then Time out. this game. They celebrate, because I'm going to use this later. They yeah. celebrate with the cigars and their caps, and they're saying yep. how how nasty they kicked the Rams' ass yep, yep. and all this that, that's shit. That's what right? they do. Jamal Adams was very chirpy on the sideline after chirpy. that game. Okay, continue. And then uh, they come into this game now against uh, the Rams with Goff benched. You got the, the backup coming in, and he actually looked pretty good in the few plays that he got to play. But then he goes down immediately, like right when the game starts. He goes out for the game. They take him out of the field to a hospital. And Concussed. Jared Goff has to come in to, to play quarterback now, which with is, you know, he's normally the starting thumb. quarterback, but now he's coming in off the bench with a broken thumb. Yep. And he ends up beating Russell Westbrook and the Seahawks. Russell. Russell. 
Russell Wilson. That's the one. Sorry, I'm I'm still on basketball mode. It's all good. Man. I was I was I should have called him Sussel because I've been I, shout out <laughs> shout, shout out to Josh Potter. This is the podcast that I listen to. He uh he he did a whole piece on him and yeah he's a little suspect so he's been calling him Sussel and I, I'm gonna ride with that from now on. I'm gonna call him Sussel because he has been a little. He sus. has been suspect, man, and he hasn't really been playing well this season. You know, we saw him have the most interceptions he's had in a career. Uh, I don't know if it's a Play calling or lack of weapons, or no, it's not lack of weapons because he has DK Metcalf on that team, on that and team. he has yeah. So uh, forget this other. The guys. excuses for his is uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, that's the guy you yes, got in mind. Yes, thank you, Lockett. He, if you can't make it with those guys, well, shit. You know, people are gonna start looking towards you and saying, "Well, what's the problem with you, big guy?" You right. know, it's it's not us, it's you. And it was kind of rough to see him go out like that because I thought that they were the better team. But Goff really showed a lot of heart, man. No, you know what it, I think it came down to in that game? It was just defense, man. Defense, Rams, yeah. No, Donaldson was a beast, but he missed a good portion of that Aaron game. Aaron Donald. 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 That's the guy. See, we both we both do it. That's what we're here for, to correct each other, Let's help each this. other out, brother. Let's do this. The, the really cool game was, for me, the Tampa Bay game because they were able to show – Pretty much what they have offensively, weapons-wise, and really put up a lot of points against... Um, Washington football team, the no-name team. Right, and they were really able to give that defensive line a taste of their own shit-talking medicine. Well, you guys wanted us, now you got us. Now we're going to throw all over you. What do you do, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how we how we drew it up, what we both thought. I, I, I really don't, you know... Uh, I don't want to give too much hype to this game because it really wasn't here or there for me. Like I, I, I expected Tom Brady to cruise through this game. I mean, there was a whole storyline around is, is is Chase gonna come in there and and just you know eat Tom Brady up and not let him do it. I mean, clearly the only real story of that game, you know, that's a big big positive was the quarterback for Washington, Henke. Oh, that was the that was the biggest he had a for them. fucking great game, man. He really played with his heart and 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 did the everything that he could to put Washington in a position to win that yeah. game. No, no, he really that did. That kid was great. That was probably the highlight of of Washington's game right there. It was really nice to see, man. Again, it was a primetime game too, Sunday night football. So everybody was watching it and everybody got to see a great performance from that guy when they weren't expecting it, right? Yeah. They were expecting an ass kicking it, and it was nice to see this guy really put on for his team and for himself and really, you know, maybe give himself a shot to play yeah, next, no, year. next year. I mean, absolutely. I think he's in the conversation to be the starting quarterback for Washington next year. I, mean, yeah, I know for it's sure. just one game, but he, he has a shot at least at competing for the, for the job. The wackest game for me of the weekend was that New Orleans game. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because I, Against the Bears? Yeah. That's another one I don't want to spend time on, man. Absolutely I mean, we not. Just, it was we, so We knew whack. that was going to be Saints Day all day, man. Who that? Saints all day over But not even that. It, it was whack oh. because it the Saints looked like they didn't want to win that game for the first half. You know, you're kind of like getting stupid penalties. You're not, you're not completing balls. You're giving a a shot, and then at the half, you're going you in seven or three. You got to make it interesting three. for yourself, man. You got to make it interesting for yourself. Twenty-one points from a Saints offense? Nah, man. Nah, not against the Bears. You know, because that shit's not going to work as you move on into the playoffs. You need to be no, again. If you're playing an inferior not. opponent and you play down to their level, you're going to look bad. That's exactly what happened that day, though. You know, and luckily for them, they were playing the Bears and not another team because right. they probably would have lost to that team. They would have got their shit smacked at home out of all places. Yeah. So 
uh, that was the wackest game to me, you know. As as a fan, it wasn't really exciting, you know. Camaro was a workhorse. He had 23 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. A little underwhelming, but when he, you're as sick as him, right, 99 yards and a touchdown is kind of underwhelming. I mean, the dude had a six-touchdown game for crying out exactly. loud. Exactly. We so want to see we that. Wanna we want to see, see that. mayhem. A game that really got everything started and I think was one of the most entertaining games was that Bills-Colts game mm-hmm. because the Bills were heavy favorites. Um, we knew that Philip Rivers was probably going into this with the mindset that I'm going to retire and this is probably going to be my last hurrah, so I'm really going to give it all my all I got. And the guys were playing for Philip and saying, you know, let's let's back him up. Baltimore did everything they could and they did everything right in order to win that game. Offensively, they were on point. Josh Not Allen Baltimore, had you're talking about Buffalo. Sorry. Buffalo, sorry, uh, Buffalo. They Josh Allen, th- 324 yards, two touchdowns, digs, six Stephon catches. Digs is the man. 128 for with a touchdown. So uh, offensively, they had everything going, no issues. Yeah. Defensively, they even got to Philip Rivers a lot, and Philip Rivers was still able to make a comeback in the fourth and say, you know what, I still have some talent, I can still do this, and really try to make a comeback. And he was close. But again, the the superiority of the Bills' defense took over that game, and they were able to hit him and force a fourth down and bad throws, and they ultimately ended up winning the game, which they deserved. But it was just really dope to, A, see the Bills, you know, continue to play well when people had kind of some doubts about them being able to do it in the playoffs. They were able to win their game, first playoff game since 1995, which is crazy. Huge, huge moment for that franchise. No, and the amount of talent that they had over the years since 1995. But also to see Phillip Rivers make that comeback. If this is how he's going to go out, he went out like he should have. As a warrior on his shield, you know, down to the wire, throwing a Hail Mary to try to win it. And that's pretty dope to me. Yeah, but I'll tell you right now, the moment that the Colts lost that game. Go ahead. It was when they went for it on fourth down and goal instead of taking the points. I think it might have been in the second quarter. Yeah. I was watching the game. I was, we were out at Sports Grill, and I was like, that happened. And I look over at my buddies, and I'm like, Colts they are going to lose by three. I called it. I go, Colts are going to lose by three. And they're like, nah. And I'm like, Colts are going to lose by three. They didn't take the points. They're going to lose by the points that they didn't take. And how much did they lose by? By three points. Three points. And and the play calling was bad that game. You know, there was a couple of times where they were in the red zones and they're trying to run like sweep lefts and toss right against a Bills defense that has nothing but speed in their secondary yeah. and in their linebackers. So you got to kind of play to your strength and not put yourself in a position where you're giving the other team an advantage, you know. Right. So I kind of, I, again, I didn't expect um, Indianapolis to keep it that close. But I'm glad that Bills put their performance up and were able to win that game because now we get an even better matchup in the second round. Yes, sir. So let's start off. Last week we started what in the AFC. Got? Let's start off in the NFC this week, right? right. First game is going to be the Rams and the Packers. Rams visiting Green Bay and the Buccaneers visiting the Saints at home. Right now, Packers are favored by six and a half. They started as a seven uh, point favorite, now down to six and a half. For me, I really think that Aaron Rodgers is going to continue his MVP status and say, this is why I'm going to win the Super Bowl, and this is why I'm the MVP. And he's going to go out there and really put a hurting on those Rams. That's my prediction. Um, I'm right there with you. I, I think the I think the Packers are going to walk away with the win, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as we think. I think mm. I think if I had to take the, the bet, I think I would probably take the Rams mm-hmm. with that many points right now, if gotcha. it is that many, because I, I think it's going to be a closer game than that. But I do think... 
the Packers are, are are rolling. I think, like you said, for sure, uh, Aaron Rodgers having a phenomenal season. I, I don't see why he he can't get through this uh, this game. You know, against the the Rams. If you look at it point blank, you say who's the best player on the field in that game? Number one, Aaron Rodgers. You look around, you're like, okay, who's the second best player? That's Devontae Adams, who's going to be catching the balls from the number one guy. You you could even argue it the other way around if you You wanted to. Yeah, right? But once you have that type of advantage, it's so easy for you to dictate offensively how you're going to play, right? And, yeah, the Rams have Jalen Ramsey, and we know that that matchup is going to happen from the first snap to the last snap, right? Ramsey's going to be all over Devontae. But I still give the edge to Aaron Rodgers because he's the better of the three, you know, between Ramsey, uh, Devontae, and, and and himself. So I got the Packers. In the second game, it's a tough one for me, right? Yeah, the Bucks. You got the Bucks saints right there. You, know, you got Tom the Brady Bucks visiting the Saints, right? Saints are favored by three and a half points. And for me— Saints are playing at home? Yes, but that doesn't matter shit to me because of how I saw the Saints play at home against the, against the Bears. And I'm thinking to myself, if they play like that or if they're not able to generate enough offensively, we know Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady can put up points because he has the weapons to put up points. And you're, and, and you're not going to have an ability to stop all of those guys. One of those guys are going to get theirs. Two of those guys for sure. I got Tampa Bay winning that game and, and Tom Brady kind of ending Drew Brees' career and just mm, leaving it at I'll that. Take. All right, I'm 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 gonna go I'm gonna go with Drew Brees and the Saints on this one instead. I'm gonna say that uh I'm gonna give the edge here to the coaching. I think Sean Payton is a better coach than Bruce Arians. I think Bruce Arians is great, but I think the coach the coaching staff on that side is a little bit better. They've been doing it longer, right? They uh they have a lot of devastating losses that they've all been through. Right in recent postseason history, like yeah. against like the Minnesota Miracle against Minnesota and right. the no call and all that stuff that happens to the Saints, and I really think that, granted, they, they didn't have the best performance the last game, but I think that that exa- is exactly what they needed coming into a game. So like you this think they're gonna the exercise those demons? I think so, man. I think the I think the Saints end up you know taking away the the victory on this one against the Bucks. I hear you. I hear you. So. I like so, it. So far, we're, so far, we're, we're opposing. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we got to keep it interesting. Yeah, Let's not? see what happens in the AFC. We got two big matchups, right? The first one being the Ravens visiting the Bills and the Browns visiting the Chiefs. Right both, now, both good games. Both really good games. And for me, the game of the weekend is that Baltimore at that Buffalo. That Ravens-Bills game for sure. Yeah, bro. Uh, Buffalo is actually a two-and-a-half favorite. Started as a three favorite. They're down to two-and-a-half. Lamar Jackson is nasty, right? He's 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 shown why he's nasty. But I just feel like the Bills at home are really tough to beat. And it's going to be hard. Like, he's going to have to have a real big performance with his feet and throwing the ball, right? You're not going to be able to get away with turning over the ball against the, the Bills and not paying for it with points. I feel like they're going to be able to put points up on that Baltimore defense because that offense is obviously one of the best in the league. I got Baltimore winning this game by at least 10 points. Damn, like yeah, that? Yeah, like that. Like that. You got Baltimore winning by 10 points? No, no, Buffalo. Oh, my Buffalo. Fault. Oh, my okay, fault. okay. Buffalo. Buffalo winning by 10 points like that. Wow. I don't know, man. This one's tough for me. I mean, obviously, I I, I didn't pick the Ravens last week, and they showed exactly what they can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going into this game, they're playing, you know, Buffalo. Uh, if, I had, if I had to pick one, I, I think I would rather Buffalo win. 
just because they're our division rival and mm-hmm. might as well ride that train. Let, let them ride the whole way. And we can always say, you know what, bro? The Dolphins are always in the hardest division, bro. Our division always makes it to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So let's go Bills. All right. Yeah, I got the Bills winning too, bro. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. And then the last game of the playoffs is pretty the much Browns an easy one. and Kansas City. Because which it's Browns and Kansas City. I kind of want to just chalk it up and say, bro, come on. Are you kidding me? But, I mean... Cleveland's Cleveland's doing their thing, man. They're 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 putting up a fight. The dogs are putting up a fight. Do they have enough juice left though, right? Do they have enough magic potion left? Because I think they used all of it against the 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 Steelers. You know, you had them bumbling and stumbling on over themselves and they probably spiked their Gatorade with some <laughs> of that shit. So I feel like they used up all their magic last weekend and they're gonna run into the best the second best team in football, which Mahomes is dying to play. And really get his feet off the uh, off and going, and you know, get the offense back to where it was in order to make that championship run and really try to defend their title, which would be you know what most most people would pick. I got Kansas City winning this game handedly, um, so they're favored by ten points. I think it's going to be double that, but I, I I don't see a way for the Browns to keep up those points with the Chiefs. If it was any any other team they were going up against, I might take the Browns. But I, you said the second best team in the NFL. I'm assuming you you're saying the Bills are the best team in the NFL. I got the Packers as number okay, one. Okay, you got the Packers as number one. Uh, I think the Chief, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, and they are the team to beat. They are the reigning champ, and until they are you know taken off from that title, then they're still the best team in the NFL. In Makes sense, but. Um, I, I also I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I think that the Chan- the Kansas City Chiefs definitely um send the Browns packing, you know, with their tails between their legs. For sure, yeah. because I just I just put it on Mahomes, you know, to say, hey man, you know, don't make it a fluke, you know, don't make it a fluke, make it make it something real, and he's gonna do it, you know, yeah. he's gonna do it. Mahomes is not a fluke; he's gonna ball out, and then he's gonna put ketchup all over his. F- Post celebration meal. Yeah. Now that we're talking about quarterbacks, we have a lot of controversy down here. Some would say that it's a QB controversy, but I don't, me myself, I don't buy into that hype. And I don't really think it's a controversy because if you guys don't know, I'm going to break some news to you. Uh, Deshaun Watson is not happy, pretty much, right? Not that he's not happy with life. He's not happy with his employer, which is the Houston Texans. And he's really looking for a way out of there. Now, since the Dolphins are one of the few teams that have a treasure chest of picks and assets and money, um, it's 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 a no-brainer why those two things would correlate, right? Where anybody who was doing the analytics would look at it and say, okay, yeah, you know, I could see Houston doing business with the with the Dolphins. But then I think about it and I'm like, we just kind of fucked them over twice with these picks, and now we got the third pick and we got your second pick and your QB is is sad, mad at you. He wants to get out of there. Are you gonna will? Are you willing to come talk to us? Now, the only way I see that ever happening is if a Watson comes out and says, "I want to play in Miami. I don't care," because we talked about it before, where people were were doubting if Tua was the guy and whether or not we should draft the quarterback in the first round. Period, which I thought is ridiculous, and I still do. Um, because you got to give Tua his shot, right? If you if you're not gonna do that, but when you change everything and you say, okay, yeah, one of the top five quarterbacks is available to you, you kind of have to, you know, 
check the tires, so to speak, and and really see what's a, what it'll take. Right now, in my opinion, what it would take is too pricey because if you if you're looking at what's out there being reported and Twitter and whatnot, you're seeing the third round pick uh, included with uh, the fifteenth pick or the third round pick with a 53rd pick and another first round pick for next year. And the second it's third, way too much, which is too much. And on top of that, not, including I mean, maybe, Tua. Not, maybe not too much because of a player like, you know, Deshaun Watson, who, you know, he's a, he's a special player, but for sure. I mean, Tua, we, we, we gotta let Tua. I mean, we gotta give him a chance. Nine games. That's all we saw. And he, he, he had a, Oh, he was over 500, you know, as a starter. I mean, we drafted the guy last year. You know, that was our plan. That's that's Flores' guy. If if Deshaun is available and he's interested in coming over, I, I mean, obviously I would love to take him as a fan, but if we don't entertain that and we stick with Tua, I'm totally fine with that. that Tua is my guy. For sure. And and that's kind of, I think, the treasure chest of wealth that the Dolphins find themselves with, right, where they they can be happy either way. Right. They don't necessarily have to make a trade for a quarterback and try to get the Sean Watson at any cost just because they're being mentioned in it. No, they can really say, well, yeah, we'll trade you, but we won't trade you X, Y, Z. We'll give you this and that. And for me, I think that third that third pick is too valuable. Right. For it to be that and then another first rounder and another first rounder and two on top of that. Because then that doesn't allow us space in the draft to, to you know, really add spaces, uh, positions that we need, which right. is running back, wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, like, yeah, now we got a quarterback, but then we lost all this draft capital and we're, we can't make the moves that we needed to make that we had in mind of making last year when we made all these moves that we traded tons on. We got, the you know, this conditional pick that just so happened to turn to a number three pick. I mean, we can't give that up. That's, no. that's for damn sure. I mean, we need. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, right? That we need Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. Heisman winner. Shout out to Alabama, who I hate for winning the national Dominating. title. Nick Saban got his sixth ring this past Seventh. Monday. Seventh. Six with Alabama. Six with Bama, right? He has one with LSU, right? Uh, and and you know, Devontae Smith had a hell of a game. He showed out hell of a half because the kid didn't even. Well, play. that's true. You know, that's yeah. how amazing he is. You know. Yeah, yeah, he did it all in the first half. I think he dislocated a finger. Uh, but I mean, he, he, when I saw that, I was salivating. I'm like, I would love him to reunite with Tua. I mean, that's exactly what he needs is his guy, you know? And then we were talking about it and we were like, well, the Jets are sitting there at number two. What if the Jets, what if they take him? slip the rug from under us and take Devonte Smith at number two instead? Right. It, and it's possible because we don't know who's, who's calling the shots in the Jets. Right. And really what their hand is. Yeah. We're, we're kind of waiting and see. Everybody's kind of predicting what the Jaguars are going to do. But that's another team that I'm like, okay, they have really good weapons at wide receivers. They have a, a okay running back. Their defense is pretty good. Um, yeah, if you're a top five quarterback, why wouldn't you go to Jacksonville where you have those things? You can fucking turn them into a real stud, dangerous team. No, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. I'm just see, speaking hypothetically, right? If you're talking about Houston getting the best deal possible, right, for, for a Watson, you I would think you. that, a, I got you. you know, a number one pick, would would fucking signify that for a top five quarterback who's proven, you know, he's a proven top five quarterback. And that's why I'm kind of not afraid, but I'm hesitant to be like, are the Dolphins going to pull that trigger and say, yeah, we're going to go get this guy no matter what, you know? Yeah, we're going to include Tua, the third pick, this pick, that pick, this pick, and that pick. Whoa. 
you know i'm really more concerned about how we build the team now if again if watson comes out and says hey i want to come to miami that's where i want to play football then that at that point you consider all right what's the cheapest way I can get Watson, get him over. you know, what's yeah. the cheapest way that I can get him here and say, okay, look, Houston, you know, your guy doesn't want to be there. He's going to make life a living hell for you. Why don't you take this? And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're giving up a wealth of picks, right? You, maybe you give the 15th pick, right? Which is the Dolphins pick and not the third pick. You include Tua, uh, a second round, you give them their second rounder back and maybe a second rounder in the future or a first rounder in the future, which could happen. Okay. But the first thing that has to happen is Watson saying, I need to go to Miami. And until he comes out and says that, I don't really want to hear shit about that because everything else is just hypothetical. We know the Dolphins came out and say Tour's our guy. So we got to go with that assumption and say Tour's the guy here until Watson be, really becomes available, you know? Yeah. And it'll probably happen, if it does happen, closer to the draft. You know, it's not going to happen now. Yeah, there's still a lot. That there's still a lot of time, you know, and a lot of things need to shake out. One, like, of, one of the things that we need to figure out, too, in the midst of all this is who's going to be our next offensive coordinator. Which is huge. Which is huge because that's the reason why he's mad over there. Right. You know, because we didn't give him input to be like, hey, this is who I think we should have because he might make me better. You know, do the Dolphins hire somebody beforehand? Do they wait? No, they got to hire somebody going into the draft. They'll have a decision in the next month or two. You feel me? So, again. So they can get a game plan and, and build something, like get to know Tua, have some rapport. You know, they're, they're interviewing a, a wide array of, of, of people right now. I'm pulling up the, the list. candidates. They have those six candidates, right? Yep. Um, and f what I was trying to do earlier was trying to find out if there's a relation between maybe one of yeah, them and, exactly. and, and Watson, right? To be like, oh, maybe if we hire this so guy. So, here they are. So, according to the Miami Herald. Or, and as reported by NFL Network, uh, Dolphins books interviews with Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott, uh, Chargers quarterback coach Pep Hamilton, Steelers quarterback coach Matt Canada, uh, Niners run game coordinator Mike McDaniel, and then Dolphins assistant coaches George Godsey and Eric Studesville. So, I mean, none, none of those really jump off the page at me. No, but the only thing that really stood out to me was that they're interviewing at least internally. Not only that, but they're interviewing quarterback coaches as offensive coordinator because they feel like we're going to need a heavy investment in that, whether it's with Tua or, you know, again, hypothetically, quote unquote, a Watson. Gotcha. How we implement that quarterback position and what we want out of them. So I'm kind of leaning in that direction where we have a specialist in the quarterback position. That makes sense. Especially for the offensive coordinator to kind of just develop that. And exploit that as an offensive weapon because we're going to need it. We, we we see that the AFC East is currently being dominated by one of the best quarterbacks this year. And the better your quarterback, the better your chances. Yeah. The worse your quarterback, the worse your chances. We saw that with Cam Newton and the Patriots, you know, and people thought that he was going to do good there. And the guys just sucked. Yeah. No, I mean, look at the remaining quarterbacks. I mean, you got Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Yep. Okay. You have Aaron Rodgers. And Jared Goff, which is uh, again Jared Goff, but, but so he's there's, good. there's one he's better each, than half each, the right? There's one in one in each conference that's left. That's the iffy. Right. Uh, get those out the way. Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. But then without those guys, you got who I just named. You got Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers. And then on the AFC, you got uh, Josh Allen. You got Lamar Jackson, reigning MVP, and and the Mahomes, Mahomes. I mean, he's the number one. I mean, right now. 
And and so that's so the quarterbacks. I mean, that's what you need. You need that franchise quarterback, that stud quarterback. Man. You, not only that, you could have it. You could have a quarterback in there that you really believe in and can be talented. But you need something that to push them around up. them. You need that system Absolutely. to push them up. That relationship you know? between them and their offensive coordinator. That's gonna so. be the higher. I I think that really shows the cards that the Dolphins are trying to play. Hell yeah! When it comes to quarterback, but it's gonna be interesting, bro. Yep. No doubt, man. You know we'll stay on top of all that. For sure, man. You know, we always stay on top of everything. Right now, the Heat are down 98 to 81 in the fourth quarter. Kind of rough that we get to see this again, but it is what it is. Uh, We'll catch up and see how it it is on Instagram, and you guys can follow us there to see how the game ends. But we want you guys to remember, we're now on all streaming platforms for your podcast needs. Yes, sir. Spotify, iTunes, Google, whatever you got. You can hear us now, Sports with Soso. Make sure you press those likes buttons, those follow buttons, those subscribe buttons, because they mean a lot to the show. And that way we can continue to bring you more and more content. Yes, sir. And if you have the option to rate and review, please rate and review. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. And most importantly, tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. And tell a friend. If you like the show, make sure you're sharing it with your peoples. Share it on Instagram. Now you can share on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So we're always going to be bringing you that latest content for those Miami sports and sports in general like you guys love. As always, Joel, I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Let's do this again next week. Till next week. Peace. Peace.